First is half hour as the Reserve Bank prepares to consider the 13th interest rate rise since last May. There is growing evidence of mortgage stress with some borrowers worried they might default on their home loans. While money markets are betting on a rates pause later today, the impact of aggressive rate rises to date is already taking a toll on households. And of course, the mental health of highly indebted Australians. We're joined now by the ABC senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan. Uh, Peter, good morning to you. Major banks maintain that mortgage stress is isolated. It's an isolated issue and there is help available, but you've been hearing that mortgage stress is becoming acute. Yes, uh, good morning, Tom. Uh, This uh, latest evidence of uh, mortgage stress is coming from Aussie Home Loans, which manages about $100 billion in loans. They've surveyed around 1,000 customers. It's just a small sample. It's not scientific, but the results are pretty telling about the pressures from four percentage points in rate hikes from the Reserve Bank since May last year. Now, 29% of those surveyed say they're struggling to make mortgage repayments, 11% are using more than 70% of their income to service their rising debt. Some are working overtime or getting a second job. 71% haven't tried to refinance their loan to get a better deal just yet. And that's potentially a ticking time bomb, especially with fixed rate loans about to end and a painful variable rates world is right there on their doorstep. I spoke with Sebastian Watkins, Chief Operating Officer at Aussie Home Loans and co-founder of Lendy, which owns Aussie. He says borrowers who signed up for the Great Australian Dream are now dealing with a potential nightmare where some are now either mortgage prisoners or worry they might lose their homes. Almost 30% of homeowners are currently struggling. And we're also seeing uh, savings and buffer rates depleting. So there is real stress in the system at the moment. And and we're particularly worried about the mental health impacts that one in 10 consumers are currently facing when they think they're going to default on their home loan. Is that a realistic scenario that people will default on their loans and just walk away or cut their losses and sell? I think that is a sad inevitability of an environment where we've seen the cheapest money in a general generation rise to the most expensive money we've seen since circa 2008. Unfortunately, people have been assessed with a 3% buffer and with increased rates in excess of that already. So look, we're seeing people in, in what we would call negative servicing. So when the when they took out their loan, a bank said you would have X number of dollars left over at the end of the day. And we're seeing that buffer has depleted to negative territory for, for some consumers already. What about people on fixed rate loans that are about to expire? They're about to confront a much higher interest rates world. What we're seeing is if there's two more rate rises, that could be as many as 40% of the people that took out a loan over the course of uh, 2020, 2021 on those fixed rates, technically not being able to afford the loan that they're going to drop onto when that fixed rate expires. We're likely to see the 13th rate rise since May later on today. What's that going to do to some households? If you consider a consumer is taking on extra hours of work, extra jobs, giving it everything they've absolutely got to meet their uh, mortgage repayments, and, and 13% are still thinking that they're going to default. I'd suggest that the stress at the moment is a lot higher than perhaps the data is telling us. And banks are offering solutions. One is to go interest only, but of course that means nothing gets paid off the principal. Yeah, so we need to be careful with how we treat these instruments. Uh, And also, often interest-only loans do have higher interest rates. So it's certainly not a silver bullet. And another solution is extending the life of a loan to 35 years, but that's another type of mortgage prison, isn't it? Yeah, 
Yeah, look, this one worries me. The 35-year, and I'm, we're seeing even 40-year credit contracts, while they will serve a purpose today, I worry that as we start to turn the corner uh, and we start to see uh, you know, more favourable interest rate environment, that people are then locked into these 35- and 40-year credit contracts. Now, yes, you can refinance out, but I, I do worry that we, we end up having consumers locked in these lengthy credit contracts you know, where, they, where they shouldn't necessarily be. Okay, so that's Sebastian Watkins, who is the Chief Operating Officer at Aussie Home Loans, speaking with Peter Ryan, who is still with us. Peter, given the rising mortgage stress we're hearing about, are borrowers resorting to ways of paying the loan or just to make ends meet? Well, Tom, uh, first up, major banks have repeatedly said that borrowers in distress should call their bank immediately and ask for help. For example, uh, last week, the National Australia Bank said that they had spotted a few uh, problematic signs of uh, distress, but they can generally turn the situation around if they get early notice in uh, within 90 days. But as we heard just then, there are no painless options in terms of that interest only or that very disturbing uh, outlook for maybe uh, 30 five or 40 year loans. But also disturbingly, Tom, there are some reports of borrowers using buy now, pay later to stay on top of their bills or even resorting to using credit card advances to pay loans, which of course only compounds the problem. And now even if the RBA does pause its aggressive rate rising strategy today, expect one, maybe two more hikes ahead. And just the other week, the Reserve Bank Governor Deputy Governor Michelle Bullock warned uh, rates might need to keep rising to get inflation lower back into the 2 to 3% target band. And uh, she said that the jobless rate might need to go to 4.5%. It's currently 3.6%. And that runs the risk of a recession. The harder the Reserve Bank goes, and of course, that could potentially put hundreds of thousands of people out of work. Just while we've got you there on the scandal at PwC, of course, a story you've been following closely, Peter. Eight partners are leaving the firm basically sacked, but will this be enough to satisfy regulators and politicians who we're hearing are in pretty hot pursuit? Well, that's right. I mean, PwC had been holding the line on the whole media and issues strategy, but they decided to air this dirty laundry on the day that the National Anti-Corruption Commission opened for business. But that basically, they've sent these eight partners home. They had been on gardening leave in light of the allegations, but now they've been named, they've been sacked from the partnership, removed from the firm, or they're in the process of leaving and pretty much booted full stop. And some of the commentary from PwC in their statement yesterday is pretty damning, referring not only to the handling of confidential treasury information about a multinational tax avoidance crackdown that PwC tried to use to get around to provide a workaround for clients, but also noted past failures in professional, ethical and leadership responsibilities. Uh, the internal investigation, uh, according to PwC, has also identified specific examples where professional standards were breached and they found a really big failure of leadership and governance in addressing these matters, which is why the uh, former chief executive, Tom Seymour, uh, who already announced he was leaving, is having his retirement brought forward. So I expect a lot more on this. Uh, the scandal has been referred to the uh, NACC by the Greens. Uh, the former Telstra chief executive, Ziggy Switkowski, is running an internal investigation in parallel, and the federal police investigation uh, is underway, and they've been 
asked to examine if there are any potential criminal breaches. And in the meantime, PwC's consulting arm is in the process of being sold off to the private equity firm Allegro Funds, which was handed over for a single dollar with massive liabilities. That's to be finalised by the end of the month. And of course, this is critical for about 130 partners and up to 2,000 PwC staff who did nothing wrong, not implicated in the scandal, but without this sale could stand to lose their jobs as big contracts start to dry up. Okay, Peter, thanks for joining us. That's the ABC Senior Business Correspondent, Peter Ryan.